So. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. As always, welcome back to the podcast where we talk about turning your hobby into your jobby. This is Maker That Money live here on the YouTubes. We record just about every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, if you are with us uh, on YouTube this morning, you may notice that uh, my trusty sidekick, Mr. Andrew Mayhall, is not with us today. But we did find a decent stand-in, I think, uh, in Mr. Bill Duran from Punish Props. Bill, welcome. How are you today? Hello. I'm doing great. I've had a fantastic week. This is a pretty pretty wonderful way to round it out. I'm going to get to work on some products today, and then I'm going to go have some pea beer for this lovely Friday. That's the plan. Oh, man. TJIF, we're lucky to have you with us for it. I'm glad to hear that uh, it's been a good week for you. And we'll, we hope to finish strong with you here. So we'll, we'll have some fun today. On the pod today, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Now, uh, Bill's going to introduce himself in a minute, but I'll just, uh, I'll just lead with uh, this is a man of many, many uh, talents, both you know, artistically and entrepreneurially. He's a published author. He's he's an incredibly accomplished prop builder and uh, dare I say, like educator, I guess, in some of your content that you've put out in your book and stuff. And yeah. uh, I know you have a background in three D modeling and design, and we're gonna get into all of that. All of that, so that's that's exciting, uh, and I know you've got some new new ventures coming up that I'm hoping you can share with us as well. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. But before we do, Bill, we have a tradition here on Maker That Money where we like to share a win for the week because we're very positive here. We're very very positive energy. We harness the good energy. We block out the bad. Harness good, block bad. Okay, I like it. So now you get to lead. You have the honor of leading Ooh. off the positivity in your lead, and then we're, I'm asking uh, all our friends that are with us in the chat to share their wins for the week as well. I'll share one. We'll have a nice kumbaya moment, and then we'll dive in deeper on the pod. Awesome. Why don't you go for it? Uh, so this week I've got to work on. Um, I'm, I'm making uh, one of the pistols from Starfield, new video game. I've been playing a ton of it very into it so i've got to spend my time in front of my computer making a 3d model i'm going to 3d print it um and that's like my happy place so much of what we do for work during the day we're filming and i can't listen to music oh. but when i'm 3d modeling i'm not recording so i can put on some ska some third wave ska some less than jake yeah some <laughs> mighty, mighty boss tones some oh, uh man a real big fish, which, by the way, in college I was in a real big fish cover band. <laughs> no, no way. You no. were. That's amazing. What did you play? Uh, I played guitar and I sang. Oh my gosh! Bad. I would have loved to. Is there is there video somewhere in the vault? Is there is there? There's got to be some footage. There's, of that. A, there's audio. I've got. We recorded um, from the audience. My my wife Brittany recorded with a high eight video camera. I lost the video, but I still have the audio. Okay. Of us playing. Uh, a gig uh, in Oneonta, New York in 2005. Um, and they uh, paid us in beer and they paid us before we played. <laughs> so, Oh, that's a, putting a lot of, of faith. Mess, All right. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Uh, so anyway, I got to spend like the last three days just 3D modeling, noodling out. I can even share a, a picture of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, noodling out this, this project. 
and just listening to music, which I don't usually get to do all the time. I'm calling that a big win. This is the the Rattler from uh, uh, oh, Starfield. Starfield. Yeah. So if you're listening and, uh, back to the pod, guys, just really uh, quick, he he. Well, he just described it. It's the Rattler gun from Starfield, and it looks absolutely incredible. I'll just tell you this right now. Uh, you need to go to Bill's website. It's punishprops.com, uh, and uh, he has an incredible array of just amazing stuff, so you can get a sense of like what he was showing us here. He's got other prop weapons and all kinds of other stuff, and we'll dive in on that uh, in a second. Uh, looks like we, we had a little blip. We lost you for a second, but, uh, you're coming back. So I don't know. Maybe something going on in the pot, in the prop dungeon, uh, with the, the Wi-Fi is who knows. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to just, we're going to muscle through that. We do the best we can here. Um, share right. in the chat guys, if, uh, you have a good win for us and, uh, I'll, I'll highlight it. Uh, just really quick to say hi to some, uh, some good friends here. Josh Manley from CAD class, uh, Grant from three day musketeers. Good to see you, Mike from never let the machines win George white. Good to see you again, my friend. Awesome. Having you guys all here. Uh, I will share my win. Um, I, I, I had a great week of just reconnecting, with some old friends. Uh, and I always feel like I do a poor job of staying in touch with a lot of like these little, like long, people I've known 20, 25 years, you know, from back in high school, college days and stuff like that. And so, you know, every once in a while I'll, I'll get on myself where I'm like, I gotta, I'll look through the, the, the contact list and be like, ah, I haven't talked to him in a while. And so I reached out and it's just really nice. Cause most of my friends are just so fantastic about just picking up wherever we left off. And, uh, that, that was my happy place. So great. wherever, wherever you guys happy places, I, I, I love connecting people. I love talking to people, sharing stuff. And I know we don't get to do nearly enough of that in this day and age, especially like virtually and all that stuff. Uh, so you know, sometimes picking up the phone is good. If you can't do a face-to-face, -face, uh, I encourage you, everybody, call your mom, call your dad, call your friends. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, connect with people. That's always a good message. Yeah. yeah. That's terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's let's dive in a little bit. Why don't you just give uh, – I, 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 I hesitate to say brief because there's just so much there, but like an overview of your professional life and, and kind of – how you got into, you know, running your own business and what the venture has sure. evolved to be over the years. Oh, yeah. And it has definitely evolved. If there's one thing any uh, budding entrepreneurs can take from this conversation today is that thing today is going to be different 10 years now. And it's indistinguishable from what it was when I started. Okay. So... Um, I got into cosplay in the, in like 2010 and, uh, after a couple of years, I started taking commissions from the internet. People liked the things I was making, uh, props and stuff. So they, people reached out and said, Hey, can you make me the thing? And I'll give you money for it. And yeah. I was like, business plan form. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. How hard can it be? I know I can do this. Yeah. Um, so I did that in 2012. I quit my job. I worked at Microsoft for a while. I did video publishing there, um, which is funny enough, a lot of what I do now for my current job, a lot of video publishing. Okay. Um, so uh, that's what it started as. People would reach out and um, say, I want a costume. I want a prop. Uh, here's how much I'll pay for it. And I did that for a while. 
but a few things I learned. Making costumes for people over the internet, very difficult. Hard, hard to size them. Hard to money to cover what it costs to make a bespoke costume. So I quickly transitioned to just making props for people, hence the punished props. Who's being punished? You or the That's customer? Right. Both? <laughs> the pro the props are. You'll see they're the, all they're all the props in themselves. a state of disarray. Uh <laughs> call that we call that season weathering, right? Seasoning or whatever. Weathering. Yeah, lots yeah. Of weathering. Lots of weathering. Um so the thing with hand props is one size fits all. So that became a lot easier. So like this is uh, mm. something from Mass Effect. I made a silicone mold of that, and I would cast copies to, uh, and that turns out way easier. Like you make the one, then you make the mold, and then you just make copies really quickly and sell the copies. And that was my my bread and butter for a while. Uh, selling um, from this this was before three D printing too. I that was made by hand with hand tools and stuff. There was stuff before three D printing, Bill. That's incredible, Weird, right? Yeah. Weird. Who knew? Uh, everything else is here is 3D printed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not true. We got a, we got foam. We got this was handmade. This was handmade. Oh, you are a you are a master of foam too, and I'm sure we'll get into it's more true. on that. Yeah, we will. Uh, so so the, it, it transitioned into that, and then um, I got into making tutorials. So people started asking how I made this stuff. Um, I followed a lot of other people that were sharing their techniques on the Replica Prop Forum on their own website. So I started my own website where I was sharing my builds. Uh, and that just started to snowball. Uh, I have a background in video production anyway. Okay. So I started filming my YouTube videos. And that kind of took off. Uh, and by 2015, I think, that's when Brittany quit her job. Okay. Um, my, Brittany's my wife and my partner and everything yeah uh, she quit her job and uh we started producing our books and i believe i have one. Oh, right oh, here oh, oh he just happens to have his and it's called foam smith ladies and gentlemen yeah this is my this is the stunt book whenever i need to like take photos of a of a book uh or a video like we did a video where i had to drop this to make it look cool in slow motion okay this is the stunt book so, so it gets a, punished as well then it is very much punished. Yeah. So we started making props and costumes out of EVA foam, like this this fellow right here. Yeah. Uh, and I wrote a, a book about it. And that's this is the first one, and we've since written two more. Okay. Uh, I do all the writing and photos. Brittany does all the layout and editing and everything, and they look great because Britt's awesome. It really does uh, look great. And yes, I can attest Brit is awesome. I wish she was with oh, us yeah. today, but I understand. it's uh, You got to divide and conquer. We're going to get into that partnership in a little bit, uh -huh. too. Because being married yep. to your business partner, there's got to be some stuff there to talk about. That's that's a whole thing. We, we work great together, and it's not for everyone, but Brittany and I are, are a, a dynamic duo. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, All right, more history. So by then, I think I took my last commission in 2014. Uh, okay. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll do a job for someone. If a friend reaches out, if Adam Savage reaches out, I'll, do a, I'll work for Adam. He's sure. a great client. You know, when Adam calls, you, you pick up the phone, right? Yeah. 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 But for the most part, we transitioned into doing educational stuff. So we make our videos. The videos are uh, free on YouTube. Uh, they're supported by Patreon and YouTube memberships. But they're also a content marketing platform for our books and other products that we have on our website. Yeah. Uh, the website, by the way, punishprops.com, um, if you go under the videos section, there is, a, there is a section called Business Talk. Uh, so a lot of what I've learned about running a business I've shared there, including books that I recommend. 
in any videos or podcasts I've done that cover the subject. So if anyone wants to know what I know about running a business, I'm on the website. That's actually a real, I, one, I was not aware of that. I feel I should have done some better homework ahead of this, but two, that is a very unique uh, offering because I know there's just a lot of people that are, that are aspiring to do this. I mean, we've seen, you and I run in a lot of the same crowds and, you know, we see online just these up and coming people and the talent that is out there in the next generation. And, but they are very hungry and eager to learn, which is part of what this podcast is about. Uh, and so kudos to you for actually realizing the demand for that and, and laying that out because yeah, thank you. it's one of those things where I feel like a lot of people either, um, I don't know. They, they either want to keep it close to the vest or they don't feel like they have a lot to share there. Or maybe they're just like like all of us feeling uh, a little bit of imposter syndrome where they're like, ah, you know, I'm figuring it out as we get. We're all figuring out as we go. Oh, yeah. So so that's really cool. Uh, I do have a link to the website in the description. So if you're listening back after the fact, please go check them out. Uh, massive resource on multiple fronts and an inspiring uh a duo that bill and Britt both are uh yeah. carry on <laughs> what one quick recommendation if you if there's only one thing you take from that the mm. list uh the e-myth revisited why small most small businesses don't work and what to do about it go read that book if you're starting a business go read that book that's that's all. I don't have to go into it any further. They do a great job of explaining it. <laughs> you're like the, I think you're like the third person to bring that book up to me in the last like six months. I've, I've heard just, mm -hmm. a, and I have yet to, I have it in my audible and I haven't, I haven't gone through it yet. So maybe I need to move it up in the list. Cause I've oh, got yeah. a, I, I love, I love audiobooks specifically. Cause I can, you know, multitask while I'm listening. That's my, yeah. I've done all, all, all of those as audiobooks, I believe. Yeah. 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 Very good. And so, you know, and you looking go for a workout. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Nothing like getting your, getting all swole and listening to uh, good business tips at the same time. It just, I just, it gets right. the blood pumping, at least for me. But hey, maybe I'm biased. I, I do a, you know, entrepreneurial podcast. So, uh, okay. So, what, where are we in the timeline here? We've gotten up to you. You're not taking you, commissions anymore except for Adam Savage. And, uh, um, uh, 2015. Okay, so we got a couple more years to go. Yeah. So Britt, this this was eight years ago now. Britt joined the team, so we've been fully like punished. Props pays all the bills for the last eight years, uh, and we're not like ultra wealthy or anything. Um, not by Seattle standards. He lies. Least. He lives in a. I've been but to his house. Like he we, lives in a glass castle. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing. <laughs> And you're in such a great spot. It's actually spot. made of foam. The, it, the whole house is made of foam, guys. <laughs> Living the actual dream. Uh, yeah. So we, we've we've been making it work. It's not 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 without its pitfalls or challenges, um, but we're, we've been making it work. Um, and and uh, another another sort of turning point for me. I think it was 2013. I sat down with my friend Mark and Mark and Nicole Spagnola from the Wood Whisperer. If anyone follows. Um, gave me a list like here's a bunch of stuff you need to do for your business like you need to have your own website you got to start a mailing list yeah. it was just a check checklist of all these things to do and i was like you got it nicole and i went and i did all that uh actually one thing i remember i asked mark i said mark 
how do you pick which projects to film? And he said, I film all of them. And I said, very well, I will do that too. And now we have over 700 videos on our YouTube channel. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, I was going to say you're a prolific content creator. and um, But I'm sure over time you start to learn, you know, maybe be more selective or uh, it's you can always record stuff and not publish, right? But better to do that than to say not sure. have the recording at all, I guess. Yeah, it's better to have the footage. Um, yeah, and not than need to, it. than to not. Yeah, it's it's always it, better to have too much footage. Trust me. <laughs> See, uh, so yeah, there was a sort of a turning part, point talking to Mark and Nicole, and um, part of the reason why I share all that stuff on my website is because I have I have gleaned that information from other people, and I want to pass it on. Mm. Uh, and the other thing I want to remind people is, if you get good advice from people and you follow through with it and it works, tell them. That <laughs> makes them feel amazing. Yeah, because I've. I've gone and, and, and passed on information to other people who, and, and a handful of them have run with it. And it feels so good when they say, Hey, I gave that a shot and it worked. Thanks so much. So it goes both like the, the mutual respect thing goes both ways. For and sure. So, um, yeah. So thank you, Mark and Nicole, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they regularly tune in and uh, I'm sure, I'm sure they're appreciative to hear that. Uh, Okay. That no, that's 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 awesome, and it's good to hear. And it's a like a great reminder in general to just you know be appreciative. We're all built on the shoulders of giants to some extent, uh, and it's always nice to hear about what works. Uh, and then you know if somebody gives you advice and and it doesn't work, um, you know that's when you follow mom's rules. If you don't have something nice to say, you don't say it at all. I suppose I don't know. Hey, that was that's terrible good. advice. <laughs> <laughs> Never talking to you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unsubscribe uh um, okay so yeah we we um we had youtube we had we had a podcast for a while we don't do that anymore but it was a, an excuse for me to bring a friend in once a week i was for a long time working in the basement by myself i'm very social so i was lonely and i decided to start a podcast so that i could con a friend into come hanging out for an hour every week i mean why do you uh, think i do it yeah <laughs> yeah i know right yeah 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 uh, so, uh, so yeah we did that for Okay. We did a couple hundred of those. Um, they're oh, all wow. on, uh, on, on YouTube if you want to go watch them. It's called Prop Live. Yeah. Um, we ran. We started our Patreon to support all of that, including our videos. Um, we started doing the books. You know what's funny? I started selling eBooks on my website because the cost was so low. I, I it doesn't cost anything to fulfill an eBook. Yeah. Uh, just PDFs. If people buy it on our website, and it gets emailed to them. You know what people were doing? They were printing them and binding them themselves so that they could have a copy in the shop. That's a that's, that's such a great thing to hear. People. So uh, printing print, out uh, started. Yeah, she she turned it into a print book. Like this was an ebook first, but her first job when she when she started here full time was to to do the the print book, and now we have three of them. My goodness, maybe I should just ask you what you haven't done instead of what you have, because like you, you really have just been through a lot of it. Uh, this is great, and we're not even through it yet. <laughs> so let's go. Here we so we publish those ourselves. Um, we Britt does all the layout. I do all the photo and uh, text. Uh, we pay to have them printed. We we um so the first one we did like a pre-order so we could get a little money ahead of time uh to go pay to get them printed. But we get them done a thousand copies at a time. 
uh, which is it's cheaper per unit, but you got to cough up like twelve grand to yeah. uh, to get that run done, and so that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we keep an inventory. We have a, a storage unit where we keep all of our book inventory, mm-hmm. and um, while it does cost a lot more upfront to do all that, we get all the proceeds. Sure. Um, when you when you go through a publisher, there's a lot of good reasons to go through a publisher, um, but they 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 get most of that margin. Yeah. Um, when we do it our way, we have to pay to you know get it printed, we have to store it and everything. But the markup is way better to do it ourselves. Okay. Excuse me. It's a lot of stuff. So again, we use those which are free to do content marketing to sell the books. Uh, and since then, we've added other products, like we have our own Puttish Props branded Snap Blade knives that you use for everything, including foam making. I've got mine right over there. You got one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that was like so the first thing that Br- we got to your house. It was like, okay, everybody get your get your razor. You know, like all the goodies came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right here, we've got we've got uh, replacement blades, yeah. which is great for me because I use these all the time. And I think I have about 20,000 of these left. I was so. going to say, you must burn through those supply. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've been, we've, we've tinkered with things like that. Um, we've tried merch. Merch didn't really work well for us, um, No, but that's fine. It, it, it does. Okay. It doesn't, it, that's the sort of thing we go through. We wanted to, um, we bought a, a, a uh, thing for making our own t-shirts what hmm. do you call one of those things a the, silk screening thing oh yeah yeah oh okay not like a thermal yeah. press like the the, the legit oh, yeah. silk screen machine okay and uh turns out that's way too much to do ourselves <laughs> we have videos to make and, and edit um uh, so we go through uh like printful or one of those other companies to do it um so and, and again they they take most of the margin there uh, and we sell a few shirts every week but nothing nothing like our books or our knives so you, you tinker, you know, you experiment with different products, see what works, see what doesn't work. Um, and we, we found what, what works for us over many, many years of experimentation. You are People your you are your own guinea pig uh, in business. And honestly, I think it's a fantastic strategy where we live in an interesting time where we can do, you know, trial and error like that to... And, and like you said, like sometimes the costs of it, you know, can be more and you learn some lessons and like, ah, that did not pan out. Uh, but sometimes, you, you know, you, you find what hooks and then you can just work on scaling that. And I think that's a perfectly valid business strategy. Um, and hopefully you're uh, yeah. learning what's bringing you joy and what's not bringing you joy along the way, too, and not letting yourself get wrapped up in the grind of something that's just not not doing it for you. Yeah. Yeah, actually, when I so when I quit my job, I gave myself one rule. That rule was, if I don't, if I'm not having fun, then I might as well go back to my day job because my day, I had a good job, <laughs> I had a great job that paid well and was very yeah. secure. Yeah, I was giving that up. Yeah, uh, but it, it wasn't a very fun job. So if this new job stops being fun, might as well go back to that other one. So that that's a huge guiding factor. Like I said, I got to spend the last three days 3D modeling in my happy place. Yeah. Uh, so I want to be able to find a way to be able to do that as much as possible, as opposed to other parts. There are, there are certain parts of running a business that you just got to do that are kind of boring and dumb. That's one thing, but, but you don't want to find yourself in a situation where every day you're getting up doing something you don't enjoy just because it pays the bills. Absolutely. We've been able to mostly maintain that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, 
finding that right balance it just takes some time and it just takes some putting some some hours in but it's it's you just said something that just sounds like so just unbelievably obvious but really not because i i've been going through a lot of that in my my own life i'd be like man i am grinding hard here and i'm not enjoying this at all like why you know why am i putting myself through this and we keep you know telling yourself for the promise for the independence i mean i i remind myself it's like it still beats the heck out of having to go report to somebody else and yeah that's true you know you know all of that um but for the long, the longest time, you know, with this venture and the one before it, I think I always had it in the back of my head that it was just like, well, you know, like hopefully the phone keeps ringing, the orders keep coming in. And if not, you know, I'll just go get a job again. Um, how long do you think it took for you to like really accept the fact that you were like, this is going to work? Like, did you have these moments where you're just like, ah, this might not work and I'll just get a job again in a year? Um, Let's see. So the first year we really made decent money, I think, was 2016. Okay. Once we started. So like four years after quitting my job before I thought, hey, this is working. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 2016 was probably probably when it really kicked off. Uh, you know what happened during that year is I had during the time I had uh, a little bit of credit card debt from running the business. Sure. I had uh, student loans and. During that year, I was able to pay all of that off with money oh, in, a, in a car as well, a car loan. Mm. I paid all of that off during 2016 with money I made with my prop making. Um, and then everything I made after that was gravy. I just was just money in the bank. And my savings started. I looked at that and I was like, hold this. Sec- hold on. I didn't even recognize it happening until until I had a, a chunk of money saved up. I was like, this is this is working. <laughs> what a what a great feeling that is. Yeah. I think that that three to four yeah. year mark was was very similar for me. But prior to uh, opening Repcord up, I I was a web developer, a freelance web developer, totally different, you know, service trade and uh, you know just building websites for other people and all that stuff. But I fell into that kind of by accident as like something I was doing when I got laid off from my job before that. And I was just thinking like, oh, this is just going to, you know, make some money while I'm looking for another job. And, you know, the phone just kind of kept ringing before I knew it. I was like three years in and I'm like, I guess this is my job now. Um, But for some reason, it doesn't always, you know, I didn't do the business plan either. I didn't do, you know, any of that stuff. And so a lot of times with these things, I feel like I'm playing catch up on a lot of the fundamental administrative and things that I just like, mm-hmm. ah, I'll figure it out later. And then before you know it, it's like, you know, three years in. So did you, did you come across any of that stuff where you probably put off, you know, finding an accountant or doing any oh, of this yeah. stuff like until, you know, much longer than you probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. I found that it was really easy to put that stuff off when I wasn't making any money. Sure. Like I don't need an accountant. <laughs> There's, There's no, no money. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. that the, the administrative stuff is the stuff I struggle with the most. Um, getting myself to do that, that sort of thing. I put it all off until the last minute. That's my Achilles heel. I get it done, but, but uh, it is the least fun part of what I do. Well, I feel that uh, more than you know, my friend. And going – so proceeding on with your, your story – are we to the point yet where you, you got the big shop and you started, uh, you know, doing like physical. Not quite. Oh, okay. I don't want to. Okay. That was, that was 2018. But before that, I wanted to talk a little bit about 3d printing, something we're both passionate about. Yes. Any chance um, we can. 
for a long time, the prop community was kind of hesitant about getting into 3D printing. Mm-hmm. And we decided to start it because I have a background in 3D modeling. And, uh, but I was worried that people were going to be pushed back against it a little bit. Okay. Um, so we, we actually had a partnership with Autodesk to uh, uh, show off some of their software. And I did a series on 3D modeling, um, but we doubled up the content. So I would do like my normal builds, mm-hmm. normal traditional prop making. Uh, and also that week, I would do a um, a three D modeling, three uh, D printing video. We got the um, the Dremel Idea Builder we had, which was a really terrific machine. Um, but on top of that, uh, I also put out some uh, educational content, some premium educational content. So I use two uh, D software called uh, Inkscape all the time. It's free. Uh, it's for doing two D patterns and and um, vectors and all that uh-huh. so i made a video course like a premium video course that we sell on our website on, on everything i know about inkscape okay um and since then we've done a few more things like that including i have one on fusion 360 now so the i use fusion 360 for all my 3d modeling uh, it's what i was i've been using this week so i made a short four hour video course on just the basics of what i need to do um to model 3d props for printing Okay. Um, so that that's another sort of facet of what we do. We do free videos on YouTube, but I've we've dipped our toe into doing premium videos uh, that people have to pay for, and it's filmed very differently. It's filmed more like a, uh, an actual instructional course, uh, but the response from that has been really great as well. Um, so yeah, like you said, we're, we're spreading out. We try a lot of different things, uh, and it's not that I'm looking for something that's going to be the new thing I do all the time. It's more just like. It's diversifying, diversifying your products. You have a bunch of different products that you can push. So now whenever, so I'm building this, this prop from, uh, um, um, from Starfield. Yeah. And the video on YouTube is not a 3d modeling tutorial. Um, I don't want to make 3d modeling. It's really painful to edit yourself 3d modeling. At least that's what I find. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, So in the video, I say, Hey, I'm going to do, I'm going to, tell you some of the concepts of the 3d modeling but if you want to deep dive you can go buy the uh the fusion course so oh. i find that's a really great way to market that we have our Uh-oh. we we have our first call bill you are, oh are goodness. you ready to take a call I uh, am. all right here we go let's see if uh let's see if the system still works uh let's see greetings caller you're on the air with uh pooch and bill duran of punish props can you hear us let's see I don't know if we lost him. I don't know if he's muted. He is supposedly piped through. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I think I know exactly what the problem might be. I was messing with. Let me see if I can do this on the fly, guys. Bear with me here just a second here, because I think, I think, uh, and hold on. If uh, let's see here, need that input. Where is the guest caller feed? I might have screwed something up here in the sense that I've rebuilt the layout so that just Bill and I could do the split here. And I think I might have forgotten to pull in the audio feed from the calls. Uh, audio input, add existing. Uh, we have USB. He should be feeding on the USB. I don't know. Let's try unmuting this. He's not muted. And. Well, we're not getting any audio 
from him. Well, that was a big womp, womp, womp. We're going to have to uh, plug on. I uh, I apologize. I don't know if it's on my end or yours. Uh, it was Daryl from Off Earth 3D, so maybe we can get him oh. to at least uh, hit us in the chat if he's got some questions or something like that, uh, and then we'll figure out uh, for our next one what, what's happening here. Uh, I just saw Daryl at Dragon Con in Atlanta. Uh, he okay so let's see last time i saw him uh was i think uh, emerald city when i saw uh, you one of the last couple times i saw you uh very talented guy uh if oh, you yeah. if you guys aren't following off earth uh 3d you guys need to go check out his stuff uh he is incredible he's been doing a lot of uh stuff uh around halo content and just other you know builds in general but uh Super talented guy, and uh, he, yeah, he just finished the Starfield helmet. I just saw this Woo! morning. Very exciting. Yeah, I I know how much you're into that too, and I think you were kind of eyeballing oh, yeah. some, uh, maybe like noodling some ideas on that front, so we can talk about that. Uh, sorry, Daryl, I don't know what's going on with the call in right now. So uh, technical difficulties. Here we go. This is what happens when we just don't test our stuff enough, or we change things around. But uh, yeah, yeah, live live performance for you. Um, all right, Bill. So you were talking. Uh, you, you were talking about uh, you, you know the educational content, recording yourself on um, uh, on uh, on doing fusion, doing like content that being you know a difficult thing uh, to present. Um, I did have a question for you around that, in the sense that I, I know that we see a lot of. Uh, a lot of people coming up with fusion content, and I, I think that uh, Autodesk is like they kind of do their own thing, but I, they seem to be open to the idea of like collaborating, and so I'll see stuff. But if right now it's interesting because it feels a little uh, discontinuous in the sense that it's like the the software is almost updating so fast that the content doesn't keep up with it. Um, when you're trying to learn a platform like this, and you go to somewhere like YouTube, and you look for those kinds of resources. Um, it can be frustrating when like the video you're pulling up is six months old, but the UI doesn't even look the same. And, you know, I don't know what that does yeah. for the, the learning process. Did you learn? I mean, I know you're more like old school taught. You said you studied this in school, but do you like to learn in that fashion? Do you have any feels around like that type of content and why it doesn't work I mean, or why it might work? I do. When I'm 3d modeling in fusion, at least once a day, I'm looking, up something on YouTube. I'll go to YouTube Fusion 360. How, how do I get this? My loft isn't working. What's wrong? Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I looked that stuff all up all myself learning. Um, but yeah, like uh, Blur is a great example. A few years ago, they went through a major overhaul, especially in their UI. So a lot of that old content, instructional content is, is not as useful anymore. And that's just kind of part of the game. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I've found though, because I've used I, I when I was in school, I learned Maya. Uh, I've used Blender. I've used 3D Studio Max. Yeah, um, and then a bunch of different CAD platforms. Um, the concepts don't change very much. The yeah. operations, um, learning what one software calls that thing that you use, it's it's the it's the Rumpelstiltskin uh, principle. Once okay. you learn the name, then yeah. you can master the thing. Um, so I found that traveling between those different softwares, once you've understand the concept, uh, is, is really useful. So like in the fusion 360 course that I do, I try and just really cover the concepts of what it is you're trying to do. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. 
drawing a two-dimensional sketch and then extruding it like that operation hasn't changed in decades that's a pretty uh common concept that uh, you can do infusion or on shape or um, inventor or or any of those those programs there um that's kind of like like in the youtube video i'm filming for this i i i, I want people to be to understand the sort of the mindset you want to be in when you're when you're 3d modeling something so for this this gun that i'm making um i modeled half of it and i'm going to mirror it because it's it's the same uh and that's just a that's just a good thing to, to know no matter what you're 3d modeling or what software sure. you're working on. yeah but yeah you, you have to be nimble because they'll change they'll change the, where things are they'll change what things are called <laughs> sometimes you have to i may have to um at some point um go in and do a um a digital remaster of my fusion 360 course and update some of the information in it yeah i mean and there, i guess there's a reason why textbooks uh, will do like revisions and changes and stuff over the years so mm -hmm. I, I got a message from from daryl he, he's just uh one he's curious about uh, advice for scaling specifically from going from that hobby level to more official business stuff now i know we haven't quite gotten through your complete arc here so i don't know if we'd be better off like kind of going because like i said you i i think you've kind of like you've gone up and you've gone back and there's been some experimentation and all of that stuff and so scaling for you might look different from what you know what you would have recommended back in 2018 2019 may not be what you do now a lot there what do you think yeah so like so when it comes to deciding if you have a day job and you you have this hobby that's sort of taking off off uh, that you you're considering turning into a job um it's there's no like hard and fast rule on like when to pull the trigger or if ever to pull the trigger sometimes keeping your day job and just having this thing on the side that kind of makes you a little money is better for a lot of people um what i would say is uh don't be afraid necessarily to take the plunge but also don't be afraid to go back to the way things were that's fine no one's gonna think less of you it's very hard to do it's a very personal thing to do. Mm. I'll tell you what, what, how I arrived at that decision. Okay. Um, the first thing and most important thing is I had the support of my my partner and wife, Brittany. Um, she was pushing me to to give it a go. I had a backlog of commissions. I had six months of commissions lined up, so I had work in the pipeline, mm -hmm. and I didn't have enough time to do it all. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So. Uh, uh, gave me a, a little bit of a bit of a push. Um, kids, I, I didn't have a like I didn't have a lot of um, uh, uh, what would you call it? I didn't, I didn't have a ton of liability. Yeah, li 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 yeah, they, yeah, they are a liability. I will tell you. <laughs> oh, right, absolutely. Uh, so I I could afford to take that risk for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, Brittany still had her job. So we had insurance and we had a second income. Um, so these were all factors that, that, um, that told me let's, let's give it a shot. Um, and, but also, and this is something I didn't think of at the time, uh, consider an exit strategy, consider what it would take uh. if you had to go back to a job. Um, you don't want to be in a position where you like took a bunch of orders mm -hmm. and people paid for them. And you realize that you're not making any money on these orders, yeah. <laughs> but you got to fulfill them. Like you got, so you're like, oh, I have to spend the next year fulfilling these orders that aren't making me any money. Yeah. Um, so, be wary of how much 
of what you commit to as yeah. well. So, for example, in 2013, we did a Kickstarter. I designed my own Space Blaster. I don't even have one here. I made so many of them. I'm kind of sick of them. Yeah. I designed a Space Blaster. It was very ambitious. It was 13 pieces. I had I was making molds of molds of molds. Uh, I hired people to cast the molds. Um, the uh, the Kickstarter was successful. We made like 30,000 bucks. Okay. And I spent every last penny of that casting those things. <laughs> And I didn't. I ended up breaking even, which which was actually a kind of a happy ending. <laughs> that was at least you didn't lose so money. Scary. Okay, all right. Yeah, and you we built some lose. reputation and some stuff. So there's sure. like value, but it's not necessarily always cash value, and that's not. Yeah. But, that's not but good I was at a point where where I was like realizing these weren't making any money, and I still had like a hundred of these things to make. Yeah. Um, and I just had to. We just had to take it on the chin and and. Yeah. Finish looking at, you know, consider having some exit strategy as well. I, I really like that, actually. Uh, well, you know, I, I advocate more for sustainability. Um, and again, like. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just drinking my coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say I I think that's a that's a really powerful message and and one to to think about. You know, sustainability, digestible chunks. You know, just don't like bury yourself and uh in things and 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 especially don't overcommit to things where you don't actually know. I mean, you're describing the the common thread between every um you know, maker, prop builder that I've, you know, heard stories like this from. In fact, I was just listening to something you talked about Adam Savage earlier and he was sharing, I really enjoy some of the little, um, you know, Q and a sessions he does out of his workshop because yeah. he's just got such great little mm, tasty morsel nuggets oh, yeah. in there of, you know, his time in the early nineties, getting his start before pre mouth, pre myth busters and all that stuff. But he was talking about the exact same thing where it's just like, grossly underbid, you know, wasn't charging nearly enough, wasn't making money. Um, and, and like how to manage that client, because the, I think the common thread that I see with a lot of makers is like, we're not, and this is, this is stereotypically speaking. I'm not saying everybody, but the sales process of the whole thing is like the least glamour. Like we don't want to sell. We don't want to negotiate. We don't want to deal with like a lot of that stuff we just want to make cool shit we always say right um that's right and and so uh i think a lot of times we'll gloss over the the devil in the details of like what is the scope what am i gonna get paid what happens if there's a scope overrun or change orders or all the things that inevitably happen when you deal with commission work um, and, and, you know, how do I, how do I deal with it? Cause that, that's the stuff that'll just, it's just soul sucking sometimes. Right. And you're just like, yeah. hey, this is not fun anymore. Um, so, so you know, what advice so do you actually, have in I'll that? Jump ahead real quick. Oh, okay. I'll jump ahead because the, the topic is perfect. Brittany and I are, are building a new endeavor right now. It's 3d printing endeavor. And, uh, so we're building a new business from the ground up, okay. uh, knowing what I know now, which is a very different position than when I started this, this. You don't even let me get to the here. question, Bill, but that's fine. Wait, what, how would you do it differently if you do, if, knowing what you know now? Good, go. So I'm, I'm starting this new thing, thinking in my head, what happens when I don't want to do this anymore, right? Okay. So we're going to be uh, 3D modeling stuff for other people to print, fun, neat projects for people to print. Yep. And, and a huge question is, how much do I want to commit to? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Which work do I want to commit to? I st- I'm still going to do this job. This is a new thing I'm adding. Yeah. 
Um, so for example, we want to deliver, um, my first thought was like, Brittany and I will each 3D model a kit per month. So we'll have two kits per month. Okay. And then I, then I thought, well, what if, what if, if we can one per month and then with the potential to add a second one later, mm -hmm. it's way easier to add more stuff, pull it away. When you, when you take stuff away from pull, they get upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, uh, we're, we're considering a subscription model. So we want this to be an ongoing thing. We make a thing, we get paid per month sort of thing. Right. But we also want to run a website where people can buy these things a la carte. And the idea is when I get sick of doing this every month, which is, might have, or if I get distracted or if there's a new thing I want to do, yeah, I can turn off the subscription thing and I have this store that Is, uh, so yeah yeah that's that's we're, we're building this new thing with an exit strategy in mind what happens when this isn't working or we don't want to do it anymore uh so yeah there, there's my advice to, to daryl I, I i like that i guess i would push back just slightly on you and say is that a luxury of success to some extent right because we don't all have the choice to just pick and choose in the same way mm -hmm. you know having having been there so you know sustainability as a choice once you're in it for 10 plus years versus starting from nothing, you know? Sure. I can see that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Just trying to call BS or anything. I'm just saying, you know, that's Absolutely. a, that's an interesting thing. I mean, what you're, look, there is no shortcut to having to go through your grind. Everybody's going to have to pay some dues uh, yep. and everybody has different amount of resources available, but the wisdom is there and it is good. And if you have that, mentality in mind now what you can afford to you know be able to not do is going to vary as you have more options but yeah yeah, yeah and that's actually something i found is really useful is you want to you want to work your way into a position where you can afford to be and started you don't necessarily have that that yeah. uh yeah uh, that luxury get there yeah yeah I, I i remember that feeling from the web development days too it's like you earn the right to say no you know you earn you 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 kind of yeah, yeah. you know at some point you're just trying to make a name for yourself you need that portfolio you need to build the portfolio do the portfolio pieces and all that stuff i don't know maybe sometimes i would argue let me ask you this because you probably have some feels on it I think we like to take the work to build up the portfolio originally. We want that experience and all that stuff. You, you definitely need experience working with a customer and stuff. But are there times where sometimes you might be better off just like doing some passion projects for your portfolio because like you're not beholden to anything and that maybe it can be more efficient because you're not dealing with scope creep and you know all that stuff. So maybe a yeah. combination of those things. And then you can inject some of the things that you get to choose and are bringing you joy, not necessarily like that you had to do. Uh, to get paid. Sure. Yeah. And it's actually one of the reasons I like the way we do our YouTube channel. Um, Cause people will, will send me a message and they'll say, Hey, can you make something from a uh, Warhammer? And I get to say, uh, no, uh, I don't play <laughs> Warhammer. Uh, I just make stuff that I want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, I, and the, the product is the, the, the instructional video. The product is you get to learn, no matter what I'm making, you'll still learn something that you could use on your own thing. Right. Uh, but everything you see behind me is a passion project. It was some, no, the Rose Quartz Sword from Steven Universe. But I think that's one of the best TV shows ever made. So that's what I decided I wanted to make. 
Um, Amazing. And, and it's cool because um, so sometimes I'll make stuff because it's like new or neat. Uh-huh. I've made some, I made some Fortnite stuff, even though I don't play Fortnite, <laughs> but uh, uh, all the type stuff I, I do, I try to make sure it's something that I'm deeply invested in. Um, I find that makes the video that you're making. Mm. Um, and all of the stuff I make gets to be a part of my portfolio, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, though, so like I was saying before, I cast, Molden cast a lot of Mass Effect stuff. Now, fortunately, I love Mass Effect mm-hmm. uh, and I'm really into that, but that was how I earned a living. I wasn't excited. I made one of these and that was great. Yeah. But I made money by casting copies of it. Yeah. That wasn't necessarily fun. I wasn't passionate about making copies of a thing, but that's how I made my money. And then every once in a while, I would have to go, all right, let's make a new Mass Effect blaster. I have one right here. Let's make, let's make my other favorite Mass Effect blaster. Ooh. And that's kind of a way of telling the world, the world at large that's like, I want to make more of these. Yeah. So does anyone want one of these? I'm excited about this. Who else is excited about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you can find yourself in a position where you're just making making copies of a thing that you don't you're not even that interested in. Yeah. Uh, And every once in a while, you have to go. All right, hold off, hold the orders for a second. I'm gonna go make something I'm really excited about Um, for myself. It just feels good to do it, Uh but it's also a way of telling the world, like, hey, does anyone want one of these? So there's a there's a question or a comment from Alex Gibson in the chat. He says he's in a situation where he's doing okay, but working way too many hours to be sustainable. He needs to hire some staff so that the business can keep rolling so that when he stops or takes a break, goes on holiday, I'm sure, or any of that stuff, uh, if he wants to improve things. Um, and he feels like that's the only way he's going to be able to retire. Uh, so he wants to start building toward that now. Any experience with that? Like any fear around like, like right now, if you and Britt are not, I mean, you guys are the business, right? So if you don't do it, the yeah, operations yeah. Are, are ceased, right? Or they are paused yeah. at least. So a couple of things. This is great. We can talk about this for a while. Uh, but a couple of things. One, anything you can do, any revenue that you can get that is um, uh, passive is huge. Mm, so for us, we started with our eBooks. Okay. There, you go to our website, you buy a PDF, it gets emailed right to you. End of transaction. I don't have to lift a finger. Um, if if I get, you know, knocked out for a month, that still works. That that's still churning. That still makes us money. Right. Um, our print books. Brittany does the fulfillment on those. Um, so if uh, if we both get knocked out, which would be awful. Yeah. Uh, that would suck. We wouldn't have anyone to uh, fulfill those orders for us. Mm. We'd probably hire a friend to come in and do that, like once a week, come in, fulfill all the orders, send yeah. them out. Yeah. Uh, but the but the digital stuff that's passive stuff that you can having to lift a finger that that is a huge part of making. So that can be churning, making you money while you're building the next prototype or filming the next video or whatever it is. Uh, And then the other thing, the thing that I learned is that hiring people can be really super helpful. Mm -hmm. But also, once you have employees, managing those employees is a part of your job. Yeah. Uh, and, And it turns out I'm not interested in doing that. It's not fun for me. I don't like it. 
I don't want to do it. And when we had, we had employees for three or four years, uh, it was one of those things I put off until the last minute. And unfortunately, when you do that, if I do that with my taxes, nobody gets upset with me, right? So long right. as it gets done by the end. Right. But if you put off people, <laughs> they get a little bummed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so just keep that in mind. If you're going to hire someone, managing those people, it, that means not, not just sure they have work or anything, but dealing with people problems. If, and, you know, every people has a problem. <laughs> You're never going to avoid that. That becomes a part of your job and just make sure that's something that you're willing to put the time in to do. Otherwise, having employees can be as much of a headache as you're hoping it would solve. Yeah. I, that is, man, you're just, you're just cranking out the wisdom. I mean, it resonates so well because it's like ma managing people seems like one of those things. Just like, I can, yeah, how hard can it be? It's like, I can, I'm a, I'm a sociable person. You're a sociable person. Like, we know how to deal with people, we know how to talk to people. But the problem is, is in the context of business, um, it, it, everything's out the window in terms of like, these are not like you're. Uh, I don't say you're not your friend because like a lot of times you develop relationships, like substantial relationships with these people. But there there are people that you can have a great friendship with that would be terrible employees and vice versa. That might be a great employee that you're not really interested in pursuing uh, outside friendship with. So, you know, the, the challenge is, is that they're always the X factor. They are the most unpredictable element of what you do and potentially the most expensive uh, you know, the payroll yeah. is, uh, easily is, the most is easily the most expensive <laughs> thing. Right. And so here, here you go. What percentage of your cost is tied up in this, this resource that can potentially be gone in two, two weeks, if you're lucky, if they don't just, you know, if it's not something crazy, but life happens, people, people move, you know, they may be a great employee for years and years and years. And then they, uh, some medical issue happens, something happens in the family, uh, addiction, you know, any number of things. Um, and y that's, that's a massive threat to operations a lot of the time. Um, yeah. so, you know, it's not to say that it can't be done and it is potentially an important thing for growth of certain types of business. But, um, I would say, the, the common thought of like, well, we just need to throw more people at this problem is not always the solution that we think. And yeah, oftentimes yeah. we probably do that too late, which rushes the hire, which means that there's more potential for something to go wrong because we haven't like vetted that. So, you know, very much buyer beware around the, um, you know, the, the staffing side of things. But I, I suspect if we were to take a survey of makers that have had employees we would hear a lot of what you're talking about from them. Yeah. The the best advice I got when it came to hiring. People is people. Make sure you get the kind of people that you can give a task to and they're going to run with it um, w without needing to be handheld the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's, and like I said, I'm not great at it. Yeah. Uh, so if you're looking to hire people, there are resources out there that are going to help you get the right information that you need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, in 2018, we, we decided to expand big time. Um, we run a lean ship. It's me and Brit and our cats in our basement. Uh, the, it's very lean here. What do the cats do? Was that, 
The cats? Yeah. They're really just here to look cute. That's all they do. Oh, when I'm ma- working, mascots. I cat, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a cute cat. I pet his head. Yeah, yeah. And I feel a little bit better. There's, va- there's really value good. in that. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we don't pay them much either, though. It's, a, it's an even exchange. <laughs> nice. Mutually beneficial. Um, so we decided to make this heap. We rented a big space here in Seattle, which was expensive. We hired a couple of people, which was expensive. Uh, we had a three-year lease there. Um, and we, we, what we wanted to do was make bigger projects, make film more grand videos yeah. and have, uh, a bigger presence on YouTube. We put a ton of effort into YouTube. We were filming a new video every single week. Um, and, uh, Brittany and I did the videos. So, so we spent most of our time filming. Brittany does the editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, uh, my friend Everett who was working for us. He was kind of running the operations behind the scene. And then we had my friend Paige, who was kind of like the uh, social media mm-hmm. assistant. She was posting stuff. She was answering comments, that sort of thing. And it was great to have for a while, but it, it was it just wasn't where we were pretty much just breaking even for a couple of years. Yeah, uh, to keep it going. Uh, um, a global pandemic. <laughs> we still had a year left on our lease, and that kind of that kind of goofed up everything. All right, that. Um, <laughs> Thanks Everett for bringing ended, that up. Everett ended up yeah. uh, leaving. Yeah. Uh, he ended up leaving uh, under amicable terms. We decided it was best because he was, he was expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided it was best for him to, uh, in his family, for him to have a, a more secure job. So he went off and got hired at Blizzard immediately because he's mm-hmm. a rock star. Yeah. Um, we kept Paige on for another year or so. But then we, our lease was up and we decided, well, that was a fun experiment. That was an expensive experiment. We're, we we want to go back to the way things were before now. And we're back in our basement. Um, the overhead is low. Um, our hours are a lot more flexible. And it turns out that that's what we wanted. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge expensive learning experience for us. Um, but we're in a happier place now. And we realized, uh, it took us, it took all of that. One thing I do, I don't know if you're the same way of pooch, but, uh, I have to learn everything the hard way. It's just oh, yeah. how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. If I have an idea in my head, I, I have to see a big, big old thing. And it really didn't work out for us. Uh, and we learned a lot about ourselves along the way. You know, so now the way things are now at our shop, we have our, our YouTube videos that we make. We have our books that we sell. The videos are really exist to support the, the products that we sell. Um, and we get to build whatever we want at pretty much whatever pace that we want. Uh, and it turns out that's what makes me happy. Like I said, I got to spend this week listening to ska music, making a space gun in Fusion 360. And it turns out that that's what I wanted to do, at least for now. You know what? And that, my friend, is winning. And I have to say, this is one of the things that I find to be most enduring about all the interactions I've had with with you and Britt is that you just have a good, sensible head on your shoulders and you are are the best uh, articulation I've come across so far of, uh, well, we tried that and we're moving on. Like, like what is right for you at certain points in your life? Uh, is variable and we go through seasons oh, yeah. and all this stuff and that's okay. I think um, 
one of the challenges in this current, you know, day and age and environment of like social media and YouTubing and all this stuff is like, there's just like, we want to, to show the world, like we're, we're under this microscope and we people see, and we want to show off that we're growing and we're succeeding. And like the metrics that we use for that are kind of backwards, right? Like the things we're talking about, it's like, Oh, we got to have a bigger place. We got to have more employees. We have like more. And, and where does that road and it's not to say that you can't have success with that, but mm-hmm. that's a big animal to grow and to maintain. And, and, a, and a, frankly, yeah. a, a, a recipe for burnout a lot of the times. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, then that's what ended up happening. We ended up getting super, super burnt out. We were, we were publishing a 45 minute video every week. Mm-hmm. Um, every two weeks, that's a feature film. That's, a lot of wow. video. I haven't even thought of it like that. That's an interesting yeah. perspective to put in there. Content oh, yeah. creation, man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, thought about it a lot. <laughs> I'm sure you have. And listen, you mentioned, you know, you guys do all the editing and stuff. And I'm like, I, I did a good amount of editing back in the day, like early, like when I was dabbling with with early premiere and Maya and stuff like that. And I realized really quickly, it's like, yeah, it's fun, but man, the amount of hours. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm very you mentioned like I'm the same way as you to where it's like, I have to experience it myself. I have to go through the motions, but I also am like, nah, that cuts not quite right. And then I'll fiddle with it. And I'm spending an entire day or whatever, fiddling with ridiculous stuff. Um, I look at creators nowadays, like, uh, my good friend Clayton, he's uh, uncle Jesse for real. And man, that guy can crank out endless amounts of content uh and uh repeatedly and he's done it for years and i'm like i don't know how he operates that fast and but he's got a good workflow so if oh geez gotta bring when you joy. I watch when i see how much content evan and Kaylin are putting out like they put out oh so God. many videos evan i'm like Kaylin? i gotta reach out to them i hope they're okay <laughs> But you know that Just maybe this is astonishing amount of video. This is their journey, and yeah, you're absolutely right. And then when it's your livelihood, it's easy to justify. I'm just like, wait, I gotta go to work. I gotta get paid. Um, and I hope yeah. you're having some joy. I had a, I had a moment. We were in our big shop. We were, we were just running at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. At a moment that I remember very clearly now, my a friend of mine was in town. We were building my Ghostbusters proton. Uh, he. He had the molds and so it, he had done a lot of the work and we were cranking this thing out. Okay. And we built that proton pack in less than a week. We built the proton pack, filmed and edited the video in less than a week. And as we put this thing together, he goes, man, we did this fast. Usually takes six months. I was wow. like, oh, is that, is that so? <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of hard to realize. I was like, maybe... Our paces. So can I can I share? By the way, yeah. My mom, my mom made this mug. This is her Ruth Bader Ginsburg mug. She's a potter. Wow. And she's got a little studio, and she's retired. She got a little studio, and she made these a bunch of these Ruth Bader Ginsburg mugs when she passed away. That's when, when Ruth, Ruth RBG passed away. And that's the uh, the the descent collar in in pottery glaze form over that's the, right over that's the over the course of yeah. the uh uh the, yeah rbg's uh, quintessential descent collar uh very cool so obviously you come from a very artistic family and multimedia and we didn't even get into this but you, you have a, uh, this is something near and dear to me because i have identical twins you are an identical twin and i have met your brother and he is an awesome I dude am. just like you 
and yeah. and it is awesome that you guys have everyone at draft got bond. to meet him yeah oh yeah and he it, was a he was a, a superstar at Dragon Con. Uh, a lot of people went up to him to tell him how much they enjoyed his videos. <laughs> I bet that never gets old. I, he did a funny little bit too, where no. he he did an instructional video on how to cosplay as Bill Duran, and uh, it was well done. Go look that up oh, yeah. if, you, if you get a chance. Uh, <laughs> really funny guy. Um, but it was interesting because it's like I, you guys are very you know different in a lot of ways, but uh, uh, it's nice that you guys share you know, your love of cosplay and, uh, uh, and that. And, and, and so at least it's an excuse for you guys to get together and do some cool stuff every, uh, every so often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, Bill, we could go on forever. We've already gone a little bit long. I want to, I want to devote just a little, little extra time. You, you tease, I think we've gotten most of the way through your arc, which is good. And I think this was a good way of kind of doing it. You got kind of, here we are. And we've, we've learned some little nuggets on the way. We're going to have to have you back at some point because there's just so much meat on this bone. Sure. Uh, but, uh, I'm wondering if you can tell it. So uh, this new venture, you said you get, you're leaning more into 3d printing. You're getting more into that, which is, which is cool. You'd said a lot of prop builders are resistant to that. Now it sounds like you're embracing it. Do you have a name for this venture? Where can people find it? What, what do we, what do sure. we get? Um, sure. And, and by the way, the prop making community has fully embraced 3d printing. No, no one is hesitating anymore. Um, which is exciting for me. Except for Beverly. Uh, get Beverly. Beverly needs to get on board with 3D printing more. Anyway, go Oh, ahead. yeah. 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 Um, uh, the new thing is not, it's not a proper costume thing. Um, what I want to do is I want to make 3D printable kits, the sort of thing where you print all the pieces and you have the experience of putting them together. Um, uh, I love putting together Lego kits or model kits, and that's kind of the experience that, I, that we want to deliver. Okay. Um, the, we do have a name for it. There's no, we, we don't have anywhere to follow yet. We, we, we got the website and everything. There's nothing there yet, but okay. it's called Gizmo Thrill. So Gizmo Thrill, Gizmo all one thrill. word. Okay. Yeah. And right now we're just, we're, we're laying the foundation. We're, we're um, putting together a bunch of kit to launch it. We have a, a bunch of stuff to offer. Um, and the idea is like I was saying before, we want to have something that is more of a, um, a passive income. Yep. Thing, right? And make us having to put stuff in a box or continue to, to deliver stuff. Yeah. Um, so we're we're designing um, a campaign. We're probably going to go with printables.com, the Prusa machine uh, or Prusa website for Good choice sharing file that's and uh like i said we there's no there's no site yet for it but that's that's kind of the idea to have a reoccurring thing where we deliver one of these kits per month kind of like the way keto works where you get a thing in the mail and you get to put it together yeah. only this is all just 3d printed if you have filament and a machine you can just get the kit and put it together yourself you know uh, i've got nieces and nephews now would really love getting a little thing a little toy to put together uh once per month so mm-hmm. that's kind of kind of the the experience that we want to deliver something that you might have fun putting together with your kids yeah yeah i i you know i've been calling this uh and this is just something i'm workshopping but just the the term and maybe somebody else's 
said this too, but the the idea of experiential making where, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the make itself is the journey, is the reward. And we've seen some of that in the past, whether it's in the actual building of your 3D printer through like, you know, you, you want to learn the process of robotics. That's why I think Proust has been so successful over the years, gives people an understanding of like what actually goes into the technology. Uh, I know I've built many a printer with my kids and then we've done pro and then there's just so much amazing high quality content coming out day after day and more platforms than ever. You mentioned printables, which is a huge one, but obviously, uh, you know, we're familiar with other things and, uh, uh, new companies are coming up with their, their own and some are successful, some aren't, but, but as a creator, it's awesome to see that you have these options and have these, uh, other funnels for uh your your content and revenue generation which is which is big obviously it makes you guys sustainable and um you showed me some uh some stuff early on and when we were last together in uh at, at protopasta a couple months ago uh can i talk about the the model you were sure. showing off there yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so uh, i don't know if it was a, intended to be an homage to benchy i think you said that it, it kind of was but in the 3d printing space there's a small model boat that uh is often used for benchmarking we call it benchy and it is probably the most prolific most most 3d printed thing in the history of 3d printing uh, I don't know if, if there's anything else that, that, that could compete with that, but you had come up with just such a great boat model that harkens to Benchy that, that has all these great little working parts and print. And I think you were even employing some print in place stuff and, you know, things that really show off the, the things that a 3d printer can do that you can't fab in any other way. So there we go. I got a I got a photo of it on my phone. There he is. Look at that guy. So if you're if you're tuning in, he's got a picture of it here. What what is it called? Do we have a name for it? Oh, it's Scooter. Scooter the tugboat. Scooter the um, tugboat. I just like I grew up I grew up uh, boating, sailing boats, and everything. So I just really like boats. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the it's multiple pieces, so you can print each piece in a different color if you want, uh, and then you have the experience of putting them together. There's a little. Um, a little crane on the back with a chain and a little crank to move it. The, the propeller spins, the tiller yeah. spins, the door opens. I want things to build things that have moving parts. So it's not just static are all done with it. And I've tested it too. I gave it to my, my nephews and, and they love playing with a little crank. <laughs> I loved playing with it, man. It was, so it was really cool. Yeah. I, so I, that's kind of, it's not, it's not how we, that will eventually be kind of our free model for people to go um, check out and play with to see if they want to jump on board with what we're doing. Yeah. And we have a ton of other ideas like that. It's fun. fun. These are more like desktop sized uh, toys or models. Um, and uh, and that's the stuff I want to design. That's I want to. I love replicating stuff, obviously, but I wanna I want to experiment with designing my own stuff, especially things with mechanical moving parts. That yeah. just that gets my. That, that's what I think about when I go when I'm trying to fall asleep. I think about designing mechanical things in my head. That's what that's I, what lulls me to sleep. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you you can only be a cover band for so long before you want to branch out and start writing your own hit hit, hit yeah. music. And hits they will be, my friend. I will tell you that. Uh, you guys really need to go check out. Like I said, if you want a teaser of things to come, you can go see kind of some of their past work on Punish Pops, punishprops.com. Obviously, I expect fully that we will, when you are ready with this uh, new Gizmo Thrill venture, 
you know, whatever we can do to help shine a light on that, of course. And uh, uh, but, you, you know, you guys have quite a, a history, rich history of of uh, top quality stuff and, and a good name. Uh, to rely upon. So I have no doubt that you'll be successful no matter where you go with it. And I'm glad to hear that it's sustainable and bringing you joy at the same time. Um, that's I, the goal. I think that's a great place to close for today. Bill, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy dude and uh, I, I love this. I guess I want to leave you with one last question too, because you mentioned you did a podcast right. for a while. I did. What eventually led you away from it was just the time commitment were you not getting joy out of it anymore like what made the pod we, run its course we when we moved into that big shop um live streaming was just we, we didn't have time for it and yeah. it was the first thing to cut so yeah. it's, it's really what, what it was it was it was just a time thing interesting you can't do, do you can't do all you can't stuff how you want to do all the stuff i know there's so much stuff. cool stuff to do but you can't do it all yeah. Yeah. You, you're, I think you got a good head on your shoulders. You got to be a little selective about it, but I think you're also smart about finding those things that you create your own sales funnels and your ability to brand mm -hmm. yourself too. Right. And so I think there's value in having your face out there in front of people, uh, in combination with the talent of the, the, the stuff that you make, but you got to pick and choose, like you said. So I look forward to seeing more from what, uh, the both of you have to, uh, uh, offer. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, if you've stayed with us this long, thank you so much for Thanks tuning for having in. having me. Yeah, man. Uh, looking forward to seeing you again soon. Obviously, give my best to Brit and uh, some pets to the cats. And uh, I look forward to being up there and hopefully Will getting do. to do all that myself uh, soon. Thank you guys for tuning in. I wish everybody a happy Friday weekend. And we encourage you to tune in next Friday. Now, next Friday is special because we're going to be at the East Coast Rep Rap Festival mm -hmm. doing a live a live recording uh, with my good friend Andrew from 3D Gloop. So uh, please be sure to tune in to that uh, if I'm not even going to see you there. So uh, until then, look at that. Bill's got his gloop right there. I hope you're, I hope you're glooping all the things together. Uh, shameless you know plug it. right there. <laughs> Bill, you're amazing, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, stay right there. I'm going to sign off of the stream, and then we'll say our, our private right. goodbyes. Uh, everybody, ta-ta. Enjoy your Friday. We'll catch you on the next Maker That Money. Bye-bye. Uh, oh, good question. <laughs>